Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show, tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show, you can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. And this is the Magic Mike Show, episode 420, 423, Mr. Summich. Rich Strikers, <laughs> Uh, oh boy, when is the Clark going off today? T-minus an hour, I think? We're, we're getting there. Are we going to be live while it's happening? I think we are, yes. Let's see, race, it's race 11, 54 minutes, it's going to be right as we're closing up. All right, perfect. Uh, oh boy, we're going to be live for that, so let's make sure you t- stay tuned for the end here. If you're watching us live, thanks for joining us, but make sure you definitely uh, tune in later, we'll be watching that one. But Mike, I'm excited, we've got the Del Mar Late Pick 5 on Sunday, and I'm excited because... Came so close to cashing the one uh, that we covered. It was for yesterday, the Thanksgiving card. And it ended up being pretty chalky. And I singled in that stakes race. And the one horse I said I was afraid of, but I didn't use because it made no sense, is the horse that won. And it looks like a great effort. And watch out for her in the grade one American Oaks next time out. Yeah, you always love it when that happens, don't you? Isn't that just wonderful? <laughs> God, I hated that. Oh, it killed me. Uh, anyways, how are you doing? How was Thanksgiving for you? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, we had a good Thanksgiving with the family. Completely got the time wrong, so we showed up a little bit late, but we made it for dinner, hung out for the evening, so it was, uh, it was fun. How about yours? It was pretty good. We didn't uh, didn't do a whole lot. We were um, we hung out at the house most of the day, and then we had a Friendsgiving where we didn't really have to bring much. It was kind of nice. We've hosted several times, so or at least had to do a lot of uh, preparations. We usually, honestly, would, there was a Marie Calendars that just closed up, but we used to go there and get their pre-made Thanksgiving, just throw it all in the oven to reheat it, and, and I mean, I'm not above doing that. It still tastes good. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice when other people are cooking. I made a turkey for like five straight years. I don't envy the turkey thing. We actually started just doing crab cakes in Florida, which was kind of nice. You just go to the store, you pick up some big old crab cakes, and it was uh, it was delicious Thanksgiving dinner. It's nice to have the turkey back, though, especially when you didn't have to make it this year. Uh, it's always great when you don't have to make the turkey. I still ended up carving the turkey because there were three couples, and uh, the other two guys, when it was like when the the w- woman who was hosting, she said, "All right, who wants to carve the turkey?" Both of them just said, "I, I don't know how to." Like they 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 backed up like nostalgic in the grade three comely stakes today. Boy, that was uh, she didn't so much as bounce as she kind of splatted from a two hundred foot drop in that. Uh, but that's okay because the winner sixty three caliber. I have a small piece of her through my racehorse, uh, and what we were talking about beforehand. She is now a grade stakes winning dirt router against older horses. And she's a daughter of Gunrunner. Uh, he, his horses, they're selling pretty well at the auction. Uh, so when she, when I saw that win, Mike, I was just like, ka-ching, ka-ching, Keeneland, here we come. Yeah, that's going to be another good one for, uh, for my racehorse. We're actually going to talk about their most successful horse, though, in this sequence first. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to get to that one. Most successful horse still in training. Don't forget they at one point uh, bought into Authentic. So... You know, they're they're gonna. They they were owners of record when he won the Derby and the Breeders' Cup Classic. So they will always have that. I don't count in the late buying. I'm talking about when they had him from the start to the finish. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the blue blood, the the no bandwagon horses, because Authentic was a bandwagon horse. Oh, he definitely was. Uh, Except for John Lee's. John Lee's knew that. I bet that horse to win the Derby fresh off his maiden win at Del Mar won five and a half furlongs. But everybody else, you were all bandwagons on Authentic. But you know what? Tis a magician. That's the horse we're going to talk about. He's in the feature race today. The late pick five at Del Mar on Sunday. Let's get into it, buddy. Riders up. Riders up. 
All right, Mike, kicking off the late pick five at Del Mar on Saturday. Sorry, Sunday. I'm used to Saturday. Sunday, November 27th, race five. You love it when the late pick five and the early pick five share the same race here. It's nine fillies and mares, three and up, going a mile and an eighth on the turf. Nine wins a 2X allowance company. The five to two favorite is also your rail horse, Anna Glaza. She's also quite possibly lone speed. She's also a Phil DeMotto trainee on the turf in California. She's also getting Flavian Pratt back aboard. Uh, she's going to be second off of a long layoff. Uh, all that to say, did you single her? Because I really think you possibly could. <laughs> I almost did. I almost did. I, I I went. I have a unique ticket structure here where I'm hitting an all burger and going five deep. So I'm pretty short in the other three legs. This is one of those legs I was short in. Uh, she looks like a standout on paper here. I do have her on top. But one thing I've learned is that Diamato is now the Chad Brown of California. There's another Diamato in this field. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, you mean in training yeah. purposes? Training Got it. Okay, purposes. we're, we're good. Nothing we're good. Else. No slander. He's not on Twitter. No, just I mean I don't think he is. You never know with Twitter. Uh, I, so I just, no, he's not. I went. I went with the two Diamatos here. I thought that was the most prudent thing to do. And Helen's well is pretty interesting to me. I actually thought about putting the three over the one here. When you look at what Diamato has done with this horse, he's moved this horse into graded stakes company four times in her career. Also has three overnight stakes in her eleven efforts. There's eleven or seven of eleven. The races have been stakes races that she has been entered in. Uh, last one was the auto miss. Now she's dropping back down to 40,000 and two X. So getting a drop in class here, if you go back to the N one X, which she ran in, uh, two back September 4th at Del Mar, that was a brutal trip. I mean, so I, I almost want to kind of give her an excuse for how bad of a trip that was. And now you're getting back down to the company that I think she really fits best. Um, I, this is one where, because of how Dimato has handled her, I think there's a ton of talent here. It's when she's going to unleash that you get Barrios up jockey. I really like. This is one of those spots where I think we could see a huge run from the three Helens. Well, I uh, a horse that I used to back a lot, and I'm by the way with you. I almost singled the number one as well. We both have her as the top pick. Uh, I went too deep for me. Helens Well has just there's been too many times she hasn't shown up, and uh, she's now one for eleven on the turf, and and it's one for ten on turf in America. And she showed a lot of flash as a two year old, and just to me has still never really taken that step forward. Um, Pratt had ridden her before. Pratt shows up now on the one horse who's ridden a, a couple of times. So I think that this, and she's also three Helen's well facing four year olds and up a lot of older horses. I think it's still just a little too much. I need to see her take a step forward from what she's shown. The other one I'm going to use is the six lady Clementine for Papa George uh, five to one on the morning line here. Umberto Rispoli is going to ride for the second straight time. Last time out, I thought it was a pretty sneaky, good effort. Uh, gained two and a half quarter lengths, uh, or sorry, two and a half quarter, two and a quarter lengths uh, on the top two finishers in the race. Who They were much closer to the early pace. Uh, Lady Clementine going into the first turn had to check off of heels pretty badly. Uh, she ends up getting a little bit farther back. If you look at her debut in America, it was at Del Mar against older maidens. She wins going a mile. And the trip that she got there where she was much closer to the pace halfway through the race that set her up for success. She hasn't had a trip like that since then. And I think now that we're at the right level, Reese Bully hopefully won't have to have that same traffic trouble. I, you know, don't forget the fact that Reese Bully and Pratt are best friends. And Reese Bully knows as well as you and I, Mike, that Pratt's on possibly lone speed. I think he's going to put this horse more forwardly placed than she has been in the summer races. And so with five to one, I'll take a shot on her. 
Yeah, Reese played colder than Pratt in the early meets part of the Saratoga meet right now, though. Uh, just just 7%, which is much far below what he uh, usually is able to click off at. Look, I have the six as the third pick, uh, so I don't I don't hate the choice here to go with this horse. Lost to the three um, in the uh, Autumn Miss last time out for the three, two back for the six. There was definite trip trouble in that last race for the six as well. So I don't uh, I don't disagree with the use. I, I'm I. I'm more worried about the three than the six. That's why I'm going one three. But I, I didn't hate the six. I didn't hate the nine here either. I thought Kara, uh, Karakatsi has a shot as well. Uh, the other Papa horse. So it's the two D models of Papa <laughs> with the two four that I, I kind of considered here. But um, for me, the one and the three were the standouts. The nine is uh, to me reminds me of. I think she's a little bit more talented, Helen's well. She's the four year old version where she's. She showed some flash, and then she's kind of you need to see a little bit more out of her. Um, the three to one price on the nine horse that that turned me off of her as well. Uh, did you real quick? Did you consider the five at all? It's a court. It's a horse that I kind of wanted to use. I think this might be too much. Uh, maybe she needs to stay at the Calbred and two X level that she is uh, eligible for. But that race last time out, six and a half down the hill, I thought was clearly just a prep because her two best races, they're both wins. They were routing, and Velasquez was aboard one time. The problem is her best buyer is a 68. I mean, she needs, from a buyer perspective, a 15, 20% improvement. Velasquez is back aboard, but I think I think this is just too much for her to try and take on here. Yeah, I mean, she would need a big-time jump up. I actually think she's the speed of this race. I, I think she's going to go um, and going to press the one, or the one is going to relinquish to uh, the five-horse Issa Court here. Coming out of sprints, she's got some pace in her. Both times she's gone long. She's been first or second in almost every call. So I do think Issa Court's a pace play. <laughs> the, the, like you said, the improvement's the big question here. Now, it's Blacker second off a layoff late in the four-year-old season. It's a long layoff, too, six-plus months. So... I don't hate the idea that the five can take a step forward here. I'm just not sure how big of a step it's going to be. And now if the one wasn't in this race, if the one scratches, the five gets a lot more attractive because that this is the type of horse where you get brave on the lead and you can win. The fact that the best horse in the race is either going to be in front of you or breathing down your neck makes it a much taller task for the five piece of court here. Yeah, that's a great point. If the, if the one does scratch, you know, I could definitely see myself at least adding the five for that reason. Let's move on, Mike. Second leg of the late pick five at Del Mar, Sunday, November 27th, race six. We've got 11 Phillies and Mares, three and up, going six furlongs on the dirt, nine winners of 1X allowance level. The president of Minute Maid Juice, Peter Miller, he's got the five to two favorite American Lily, uh, the number 10 horse in here. I, she's not the pink horse in here, but did you pick Lily to win the race? Uh, I did not. Let's not tell my daughter about that. Um, I mean, hot Tata Bubba Barbella, you could say, is another one for her. Uh, no, I, I singled here. This is my single in the sequence. I went to the three Ooh. horse. I went to the three horse Lady T. I mean, it's a tough race to single in, but I felt like it would give me a chance to really spread later. When you look at Lady T's efforts, if you like, even the turf efforts aren't bad. The Grade One Del Mar Oaks, uh, it just kind of fell apart there later in the race. The Grade Two San Clement over the turf ends up running fourth there. Go back to the great two summer oaks, going a mile and 16th, run second to under the stars, wanted a mile breaking her maiden on the dirt, ran well at six furlongs on the dirt. All we have to do is go back to any of those races, and she's the best horse in this field. And you're getting a five-to-one price, which, by the way, I think is wrong. You're not getting five-to-one on race day here. This is way too high of a morning line. I'm expecting closer to five-to-two, may even go off as your favorite in this spot. I think should go off as your favorite in this spot. Uh, the, the dirt races Lady T has blow the rest of this field out of the water. Can she go back to those? We'll find out. But those dirt races are, are good enough to beat the crap out of this field. And Sheriff's not bad off this type of layoff. 16%, $3.24 ROI. Uh, he and Espinoza, 19%, $3.09 ROI here. 
at, uh, at Del Mar, and Espinosa takes them out back as well, also is tactical. Should be able to sit right off the pace and make a big run. I, I like a lot of things about Lady T in this spot, so I'm going to single up this 5-1 to one shot, see if we can uh, save some bullets for later when I'm going to hit an all-burger. Uh, I don't hate to use it all. She's my second pick in here. And I think it's worth noting that if you take off the turf efforts, which, you know, San Clemente, good effort. The Del Mar Oaks just scratch that off. Uh, they hit the reset button on her after that. She's six for seven in the exacta on dirt. So that's a great mark to have. She is stakes placed at this distance that happened last year as a two year old um, going six for all in Santa Anita. She's got the, the talent there. Uh, I'm definitely with you on this horse. Uh, I did use the 10 American Lily as my top pick here. And it's, it, this is one of those horses that she was in a maiden 50 and she was much better. It's like a, an old Jason service move, right? Like who's going to claim a Bayern homebred from Khalil Shah for 50 K that Peter Miller's training. Nobody uh, ends up getting a huge win. There comes back to San Anita faces winners starter allowance gets another big win. Both of those efforts. She was pressing outside of the early speed and had more than enough left to re-break at the top of the stretch. The issue here, for me, the biggest concern is not the price. It's the fact that those were five and six horse fields for her to be sitting outside of. She's got She's going to have more than she's used to inside of her. And so she might get too wide of a trip. And maybe that might be your knock on her at what's going to be. I, I disagree. I think she will be the favorite around like probably six to five, seven to five. Whether or not she deserves it, I think she will be. Yeah, that you, you hit the nail on the head with my two biggest issues with her. It's just those field sizes of five and six make it a lot easier to work out a trip. That means you're not going to get as much pace pressure. It just it, it just makes it a lot easier to win when you're facing that few horses. And now to be stepping up here, which which we are stepping up, right? Uh, and also facing a, a much deeper field in my mind. I, this is just one of those where, look, I, I get it that we were able to win one by five, though, over that field last time. There wasn't much in there when you look back at it. Uh, and they, you know, she just she kind of had her things her own way, sitting sitting outside the speed and able to go right on by and just ran away from everyone. So, I just I think this is a much taller task, and I'm not convinced there's a ton of additional upside here. Second off the layoff, you'd expect some type of improvement, but I'm not sure we should expect her to jump up five ten percent, which is what you would need her to do to be as uh, to be valuable at six to five seven to five. Uh, two others I use, I'll go through real quick. I'll use the seven Henny's crazy train off of the long layoff. Leandro Mora, the assistant trainer for Doug O'Neill, who's serving a big old suspension. Why? Well, his name rhymes with Doug. Uh, Leandro Mora is going to take back over. He's, things should be fine. We're getting Pratt aboard and notice that the horse misses a bunch of time after being claimed for 40 K back to back. They opt not to put the horse in for that 40K tag or to run for any sort of tag. He's going to run protected. Uh, has some several nice workouts at San Luis Ray that you can see on the page there. Uh, good trainers, good training uh, traders at this level had this horse beforehand. So she was running at the right spots. Uh, buyer speed figure wise, you can look back to some of her earlier races and she'll fit. I like that she has tactical speed. There's a lot of horses here, Mike, that are going to go, 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 go. We're, neither of us have any interest in the eight horse. She's going to be speed and quit, I would expect. Uh, so this is a horse in the seven. I at least know is going to be passing horses. And with Pratt aboard, he's going to know to just sit back and just kind of laugh as everything happens. And the horse is four for six lifetime on fast dirt. I think, you know, she likes this spot. It's just a question of will she be ready off the layoff? Yep, you nailed it. I looked at this one for a while, and I, I ended up not using her. I uh, didn't have her in my top four either. But the reason was the layoff, right? It's it's This is a long time to come back against – I think the three is a standout, but if you don't agree with me, this is a pretty salty field after that, right? Where like if the three and the 10, if they're not as good as advertised, you go a lot of different directions here. And, and so I, I just, 
I think this year asking a lot for the seven to be able to come back and, and get the job done. Number nine, Peace Peddlers. Last one for me is a three-year-old daughter of Gunrunner. They're doing pretty good, those uh, daughters and sons of Gunrunner. Uh, her first two career starts were pretty good. I liked that Richard Baltus, when he was still allowed to train, was running her at Oaklawn Park. Uh, that's a much tougher spot than if she's at Santa Anita because you've got a lot more potential Kentucky Oaks uh, trail runners there. Uh, the second start looked fantastic. The third start, something clearly went wrong because she quit halfway through the race, and then we don't see her for nine months. And that's, again, a big concern if you don't, you know, it's a short price, four to one. They got to question the layoff a bit. But again, several nice, strong works, lots of good five furlong works, including 58 and four last time out. George Papa Prodromo, he takes these Baltus horses. These are the best ones that he has. They're the former Baltus trainees. He can keep them running well because they're a higher stock than he sometimes would get. Uh, Maldonado's aboard. You know that she's going to be gun to the lead. This is that's a big possibly another concern. She's going to be part of that early pace, and I think she's got the ability to hold on if she can make the distance from this uh, from this layoff. Yep, she was also uh, undefeated on fast dirt. The two losses both come over a good and muddy track, so the one for one over the fast dirt means she's carrying her speed well there. Maybe this Del Mar dirt's going to play to her advantage because I assume we're not going to have a, a muddy turf there or muddy dirt track uh, come Sunday here at Del Mar. Uh, let's move on. My third leg of the late pick five. We're back on the turf. 11 males, three and up, going a mile. This is the 50K starter allowance, nine winners of three, lifetime level. Plenty of ways to go. Where'd you land on top? Going right back to my favorite numbers here, the one and the three. I took the one time to party on top here. Um, Claim to two back out of by out of the Peter Miller barn, goes into the Papa barn, uh, runs back in the restricted stakes to let it ride. I thought had a pretty good effort there. Um, had to check at the upper top or the top of the stretch. So had a little bit of a trip trouble there. Otherwise, I think uh, he would have ended up running even better. I like the fact that we're tactical in this spot. Bravo should save all the ground, be able to tip and roll coming around the final turn. So I went with a one time to party on top. Uh, I ended up going too deep here. My other must use was the three horse spirit maker. Uh, this horse has run at this level three straight times. All three back uh, had a nice win with Hernandez aboard. Hernandez stays aboard for each one of these mounts. Now we're coming back in a situation where I think we can be pretty tactical. And one of the keys here is we're cutting back to a mile off that mile and eighth effort. I thought that was probably a little bit too long. Well, the horse did improve a little bit third off the layoff. Getting back to Delmar, one for three over this course. And I, I think the three gets a good trip here. So I just went one and three and tried to get through this puppy. I went three deep. You nailed the first two I had, uh, and I don't really have any issues with it. Uh, boy, the one—I don't know that time to party was going to beat Handy Dandy in the Let It Ride stakes, but that was a—that the horse should have been closer than a, a length and a quarter. Just get had, when you get a horse on the turf that's starting to move, and they get checked a little bit at the top of the stretch. Just that little bit, you're just like, oh, it's like when I pulled the Winnipeg hat down. You're just like, oh, you know, it's not—it's it, over. Like, doesn't matter how good the horse is, it's over. Um, definitely like the one in the three. Last one on for me, the 11, Stotland, six to one. Don't love the post. It's going to be uh, a little tough, but we're getting Flavian Pratt aboard. And the horse has tactical speed, so Pratt should be able to read from the break where to place uh, the horse. Should I send him? Should I tuck him in here? Where to go? That, to me, is the key. Uh, Pratt over Maldonado is why I'm going to use this horse on the ticket. Uh, you know, Bob Hess, the trainer, once thought enough of this horse to run, her, run him in a grade three turf route as a maiden over this course and this it didn't do anything in the race but that you know bob has to put the horse in there hoping something might happen both career wins they've been at this distance and you know it's cutting back in distance like we just talked about uh with spirit maker it was in that same race they set the pace uh, you know kind of one and two together spirit maker held on a little bit better but i think scotland that was not the right spot for mel i get Maldonado tried it not the right tactics for this horse doesn't like to be on the lead likes to sit just off so 
if 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 Pratt can get the the ride from the post, I think the eleven's pretty sneaky. I considered the eleven for a while, and the post was really what drew me away from this horse. It's just one of those where the eleven post going a mile at Del Mar is really difficult because you're gonna be hung wide going into that first turn. You're gonna have to get a good trip going into the second turn if you want to be able to get the job done. So the the eleven post is what caught me. I had a little interest in the eight as well in this spot. Ended up leaving uh, leaving the horse off the ticket. Daniel's Magic. Uh, this is one that's coming out of sprints and now stretching out to a route. It's gone a route of distance once before. I don't see a clear leader here. I guess the seven Durante is probably going, but the, the eight I think is going to be sitting very close and should get a decent trip. Not sure if the mile is going to be the right distance, but that's one that I considered here. Yeah, same for me. This was uh, the last one off for me, and, and neither of us using the number six, one fast bro. I I have such a long troubled relationship with this horse. My DRF count is just filled with trip notes of saying like this horse ran better, but had trouble because yeah. of X or lost because of this or a lot. I'm like, at some point, the horse is two for twenty lifetime. The horse is just trouble prone, and and at four to one, I can't, I can't. This horse needs to be down at the open claiming level for me to even consider it four to one. Yeah, the scary part is that like you have a couple races that look good enough on paper, but none of them are wins. One for thirteen in the last two years. And it's like That's it's, story. Not, it's just like, oh, but you can't win. You gotta win one. Now, this is a new type of level that we're getting at here, and this this kind of starter allowance after being being claimed two back. So you are facing a little bit weaker than we've been facing, but I you feel like one fast bros one of those horses. You gotta show me, man. You gotta beat me before I'm gonna start betting you again, especially four to one, like you said. Yeah, yeah, and then watch. This is the time. Now he's gonna, now he's gonna. Now this is when he f's me. Uh, well, f's me again. Uh, let's move on, Mike. We'll talk about the feature event at Del Mar on Sunday, November twenty seventh. The penultimate leg of the late pick five. It's the Grade Three Native Diver Stakes. Six males, three and up, a mile and an eighth on the dirt. It's an interesting mix because you have two horses currently with Bob Baffert, including the six to five favorite Defunded, and you also have a cast off, the number four Newgrange, who shows up here. Uh, neither of us are trusting defunded at least at, to, to single him or, or go uh, pr- super short here. Uh, six to five is pretty perilous. There's a ton of speed, and this thing could easily fall apart. Yeah, I hit the Allberger here. Um, I don't trust defunded at all. I think six to five is kind of crazy on this horse. Uh, the two, the three, the four, and the five, who I would probably argue are the four most talented horses in the six horse field, all want the lead. Um, so I, I, I'm not really sure who even is going to make the lead. Uh, it's going a, a route of ground. So it's not one where like, if all four of them go fast, this thing could collapse pretty quickly. A mile and eighth is not a short distance. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see one of those like 22 and four, 46 and two type half miles. And then I don't really want the horse in the lead. That's probably going to be defunded, but Gojo one is probably going to go to, and like new range wants to be fourly placed and tis a magician, may not be fast enough to keep up early with these horses, but wants to be forwardly placed as well. And, and it kind of sets up for Azul Coast, but Azul Coast is Azul Coast. So you do really want to put Azul Coast on top? And then it's like, well, I'm not going to go five or six and leave off Parnelli, who's the other closer. So all of a sudden I'm sitting here bang, banging the all button in this spot. I Okay, so I went too deep. Parnelli's one of the horses that I used. I actually I played him in the San Diego Handicap thinking that he was sitting on a third straight win and, and, you know, to that point, he'd never finished off the board at Del Mar and just he had he was on heels in the first and was uh, back farther than he usually likes to be. And it was pretty much over. What'd you say? Brutal trip. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Brutal trip. Sorry, my it, my earbud acting up. It's not you. Um, let's switch this over. But, uh, you know, the horse has been firing, you know, several nice works, including that five furlong bullet best of 11 
you know, two weeks ago over this course. He he does like Del Mar. So if you scratch off the San Diego, he fits. And you talked about it. There's it, this just screams pace collapse. And I actually I may change this to using the other Baffert and go one six instead of five six. Defunded wins the the awesome again last out, and Maldonado was praised for his front running ride, but. Baffert is quoted as saying the horse has to go. And Baffert is also very nervous about this horse handling running at Del Mar. They're only shipping him down uh, late to get to the track there because he just is a little nutty and apparently wants to run out of his stall. Uh, you know, he wins the awesome again, goes to the Breeders' Cup or gets the eligibility for the Breeders' Cup Classic. But first of all, you see Country Grammar finishes second and Baffert immediately was like, we're not going to the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic when they defunded, he said they didn't want to ship him. He's like, if they ran into Santa Anita, we would have run him, but I don't want him to leave. That makes me really nervous again about a horse at 6-5, to five. and yet he broke his maiden by, you know, nine lengths pretty much. Uh, or I'm sorry, won over this track uh, by nine lengths uh, back earlier last year. So I don't know. It's it's tough. And then Azula Coast, we haven't mentioned it. He won this race last year. And he's got the right style to win this race again. I mean, that's the thing is that he, he's two for three at Del Mar, two for five at the distance. He, he is going to be coming from off the pace. It's going to be high. He'll be able to save all the ground into the first turn. I mean, it just this, it sets up so well for a horse that I just can't make heads or tails of. Because if you look at like how they actually ran Azul Coast, I mean, comes back in the grade one awesome again. We talked about this race. I used Azul Coast in that race because I had no clue what the hell Azul Coast was doing in that race, right? Yeah. And, and then we go, we drop down, we run a, a poor allowance, and then it's, hey, let's throw him up into the great stakes again. Let's see what happens. So clearly, Bafford thinks there's a ton of talent here still, or else you're not showing up in this spot. And, and the setup is right. And you get John Velasquez aboard. That's a positive sign to me. So you're, it's just one of those situations where you're like, man, anything could happen in this race. I wouldn't be shocked. If Tis a Magician's not fast enough to go with the three, four, or five, but he's got more stamina than any of them. So he actually makes the lead turning for home because he'll be the first one to pick them up because he'll be sitting right behind that, that group of three. I don't know if my heart could handle that because I know it's not going to end well, but he's going to turn. If, if you're not, if you uh, don't know, Mike and I, through my racehorse, have shares in Tis a Magician. So uh, we always get super excited when he runs. It. He's got a better chance because he's at a mile and an eighth than if this race was a mile and a 16th. So there's at least that going for him. But you're right. I actually think Tis a Magician of the two, three, four, five, He the Tis a Magician is the most likely horse to hit the board out of those four because he's got the stamina and he's not fast enough to get caught in a pace duel and Pratt's not stupid enough to send him into a pace duel. Like, he, he, I mean, he's a grinder. If we could have a, a one, two, six trifecta, it wouldn't shock me and that'd pay really nice. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked either. I mean, I, anything could happen in this race, and I wouldn't be surprised. That's why I'm hitting the all button. Uh, we, haven't talked at all, we haven't talked at all about the four new grains yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just switches out of the Baffert barn, goes to the shared belief, gets gets blown away by the three, by the way. Lost to ten, lost by ten lengths to the three. Now stumbled out of the gate, and that kind of took the race away from new grains. You can't really take anything away from him in that sense. Then comes back, runs in a tough allowance, faces Tripoli in that, that, uh, that open uh, 80K allowance, and jumps right up here. I'm not really sure what to expect from this horse. I feel like Newgrange doesn't need the lead. We saw him be able to stalk in the Southwest when he was at Oakland. I don't know what Newgrange is going to do here. Like, do you expect Newgrange to be right there on the lead? Is there a world where Newgrange decides to sit behind Gojo One no. and the Funded, who are clearly going to go? No, you don't. You don't put Ricky Gonzalez on a horse that you want to sit off. This horse is. I mean, Gonzalez was aboard last out, and that's exactly what happened. He went fast early and kept going. Um, I don't. 
that's his best chance of winning, and it's also why he's going to lose. It's kind of a paradox, but um, it, you know what? I really hope, knowing who the connections are that bought this, this is a former Baffert cast off. They got rid of him um, at the Keeneland sa- or that horses racing age sale in the summer, and those owners, I bet, would love to just toast defunded and have Bob Baffert not win this race. Like they would love to just go out there and just fuck with him. And not just take them both out. There's a little bit of uh, I know some of those little red feather folks would they, they didn't have the best relationship with Baffert in their brief time together, so they might like that a lot. They would love to just go out there and burn it up to set up for the other Baffert to win. <laughs> their probably their money's gonna be all on Parnelli. Watch that Parnelli will be five to two because the little red feather folks are setting them up. Uh, let's move on, Mike. The fifth and final leg of the late pick five. We're going back to the turf course, mile and a sixteenth, eleven males, three and up. Three also eligibles. They're in for 32K tags. Non-winners of two lifetime level. You got some horses that love to just run in circles here, Mike. Where are you going on top? Well, when you have horses that like to run in circles, you take the speed. And the speed is the one horse. Mow them down on yes, the inside. Yes, it is. I, I, think you do, I think this horse is a great shot to go wire to wire here. I love the post. I love the fact we're going to get out from the inside. This mile of 16th is weird at Del Mar. You got that little shoot, the quick turn. I think that all plays the one horse who can actually clear and come a little bit off the rail. And then tuck back into the rail into that turn and get a nice little jump ahead of everybody and have a smooth trip from there, be able to slow it down. I love the race. Uh, two back, well, three back, but second back on the turf. Broke its maiden, going a mile and 16th over this Del Mar course. I love we get Hernandez aboard. I think it's all systems go here on the one mowing down. And you're getting eight to one. I think that's a great price as well. Uh, that was, uh, uh, excuse me, worth noting that the horse was a, uh, uh, 0 for 9 going into that maiden win at Del Mar. That was the first time the horse had ever touched the Del Mar turf. There's something about the Del there's, it's not like New York, right? Where like Aqueduct, Belmont, Saratoga, there's some horse for courses, but there's not that much of a deviation track to track with horses. Most of the time, Sandy to Del Mar, there can be huge deviations and sometimes horses just like it better down there. I think that's what we saw here. They tried the dirt out of that spot. Uh, they might have had trouble getting into a turf race. That's why they showed up there because you notice it was at the end of the meet. Uh, but then back to the turf at San Anita, it's a perfect spot. Again, Landro Mora is the assistant trainer for Doug O'Neill. He runs the ship while you know Doug is on suspension. It, you know, it's fine. Don't worry about that. Uh, we went. I went too deep here with at least without counting. There's an also eligible that I love, but uh, you all you also use the eight arrest. He's the five to two favorite, I believe, in here. Uh, for me, it's a short price, but I really think that effort last time out, going a mile, first time routing in his career, and it came on turf. That effort, I think, wins here. Just got caught by half barber Benji, who uh, unleashed an unbelievable turn of foot from the field, but was much shorter priced than a rest in that race. So uh, I know we both like the eight. Talk to me about why you used him. This is one of those spots you're getting tactical speed, and that was the first time this horse went two turns. You feel like the second time, you could see an improvement here, getting going that distance around the ground again here. So I, I think second time, two turns is a logical reason for the eight to take a step forward. Berrios stays aboard. Berrios just got a 7-1, to one, morning line 20-1 to one home at Del Mar. Pretty happy about that 11 horse. Um, and so you have a spot here where it, it just it makes sense that this horse takes a step forward. And if we improve off that lace, you said the last race was good enough to win. If we improve off it, it's gonna it could be lights out for this field. I don't love the price. I agree with you. The 5-2 to two is a little eh. But I'm five deep here. I'm not leaving this horse off when I do think improvement is likely, and it, it could make this horse really tough to beat. 
Yeah, it's uh, the he and the winner last out were over two lengths clear of third. Like I really like when you see that. And by the way, let's talk about the horse real quick, and I'll turn it over to you for your last picks. The last horse that I would use if he drew in is the thirteen on coming, and that post is pretty hard. But remember, they're coming out of the shoot, and they're starting in you know halfway of the little over halfway of the shoot. So Flavian Pratt would be aboard this horse if he drew in. Uh, I think would have plenty of chance to get the horse in the proper position coming down the chute. Drops back to the level he was claimed from two back, which I thought was a good fit for him. But before that, had been you know running respectably against open company. They were just trying to get that class drop. You're at the point where you start to worry. This is one of those horses that runs in circles and isn't a winner. He's one for twelve. Has hit the you know finished third four different times. But not only does Pratt hop aboard, and I find that noteworthy. He's also named on the 14, who's also on the also eligible list. But if both horses drew in, Mike, he has first preference on the 13, meaning of those two, his agent said, no, no, we want to ride not for Phil D'Amato on the turf at Del Mar with a three to one horse. We want oncoming the 13 horse instead. It is a tough spot, though, to break out. Like, you're assuming you get two horses out of here, right? So you're assuming you're breaking from the 11 post if you make it into the race. Still a tough spot to break from in that mile and 16th shoot because that mile and eighth, you're all the way back at least, right? Mile and 16th, that turn comes quick, and all of a sudden you're hung three, four wide on that first little baby turn, and it makes it really hard to get any type of position on the second turn. If anyone can do it, it's Pratt. Um, and the numbers fit for both the 13 and 14 here if they get into the race. Then it's a right. question of the trip and the price. And I would rather take shots at some bigger prices in here than, than take shots at lower prices that are hung that far out. And that's one of the reasons. I, uh, I had the two horse here as my third pick in this spot, uh, Circle of Champions. This horse coming out back-to-back turf sprints, but has some ability to go route of ground if you look back at the races at Santa Anita in 2021. Carla Gaines, uh, I like this, like it when she stretches a horse out, 38% having a great meet right now. Uh, you get Gonzalez aboard. You talked about him being more of a four-lead-placed rider. I think he puts this horse more into action. I think the one and the two are probably the first two out there. Um, and, and there's races back that fit to beat this field if we can run back to like that 74 going a mile and eight but that that santa need on april 20 uh april 30th 2021 you could get enough here and on top of that it's the first time this horse has ever been in for a tag and so we're, we're getting to face this kind of claiming level for the first time in this horse's career getting a drop in class stretching back out to where i think this horse is probably a little bit better than those turf sprints uh, i'm willing to take a swing here with the two circle of champions at 15 to 1 uh, I considered him for a little bit, didn't use, but uh, the gain stretching out on the turf is, was the angle I'd looked at. Uh, you used the seven as well, right? Never seen before. Yeah, you did. This was my third up, and if there's a scratch and the 13 doesn't draw in, the seven would be next up for me. Talk to me about why you used him. Yeah, it, the seven's one of those where when we're facing claiming company, this horse runs well. When we're facing optional claimers in the allowance level, this horse doesn't run well. It's really that simple. If you draw a line through the 80K, 100K, 50K, and 50K optional claimers, and you just look at the claiming races, this horse fits very well with this field. Uh, Mid-70s buyers, runs the, should handle the distance, no problem, has some tactical speed, but shouldn't doesn't need the lead. Like This is kind of the prototypical horse you're looking for when you cross out all of the races where it's not been up for a tag. Now we're back in for a tag at 32 today. Uh, five to one, I think, is a decent price here on this as well. I, I'm surprised that this wasn't lower. However, the prices are skewed here because of the AEs. That's the other thing you got. Like two of the favorites in the AEs mean that this horse probably isn't going off at five to one. 
Yeah, and that was a little bit of my worry too with this horse is the uh, his horse has never been lower than ten to one in America, and at zero for ten on the turf. The only win came on synthetic, but there are enough turf races, like you said, Mike. You said exactly that if you scratch off the non-claiming races, this is where the horse fits. Um, I might like him a little bit better. If no no offense to Tiago Pereira, but I think Tiago is a fantastic dirt rider turf isn't always the best uh, jockey. So I would like to see maybe a, a jockey upgrade as far as turf goes for this horse to maybe play him at that short of a price. But if you want to use him, I mean, no shot against. Uh, do you have anyone else left to you talk about? Nope, I went 1, 2, 7, uh, 8, 11 here. Did we talk about the 11? I don't think he did. did. We, oh, no, we didn't. Okay, so I used the 11. Uh, the, to me, this is just, look, the last time, if you go back and you watch the last race, a ton of traffic trouble was the favorite in that spot, facing claiming level for the first time. Now we're getting second off the layoff. I, I assume we'll get a better trip because you can't get much worse than what happened at the top <laughs> of the stretch to the 11. Uh, this one is coming from way off the pace, so I don't mind that outside post as much. One of those things where this horse is going to break and then just tuck over because we're going to be in last, second to last, third to last anyway. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, Meldonado can get this horse toward the rail that first turn and then just make one big run. Uh, the pace is is questionable on whether or not you're going to get enough to run into, but he looked loaded and just didn't get a chance to show it last time. And so I'm, I'm not going to pass up the, the the chance to bet him here in multi-race bets. Again, a three-to-one win bet, probably not happening. Just like eight, five to two win bet on the eight, probably not happening. But in a sequence where I'm hitting the all burger and I'm short in the other legs, I'm going to put this type of horse on a ticket. Uh, this horse is starting to look like one fast bro junior. Boy, he's got lots of trip trouble notes in my DRF form here. Um, Deep closers, man. Deep closers. This is what they do. It's <laughs> what happens. But if you get the right trip, you get that one right trip. It is interesting we're moving to Maldonado, uh, a jockey that is, you know, usually best. Up front, then maybe this is what switches. Maybe he gets more involved early. He's not so much of a dead closer, and maybe that changes. His. I mean, that race that, that you mentioned, um, that when he finished second by a length back on March 26th, was only three lengths off early. If you could, I mean, if, if Meldonado keeps his horse within three lengths early, you definitely have a good shot there. Yeah, and that's that's the, it's going to be tough from the 11 post, though. That's the problem with the post. If you're looking for that type of trip, is that he, he's going to have to really get out of the gate well and then tuck in to save some ground. I'm not sure that's a trip we're going to get. I, I think this is going to be more sitting like seventh or eighth and trying to get to the rail as quickly as possible and seeing what happens. But again, that last race just looks so loaded. And I agree with you on the one fast bro comment, but again, it's only the second time we've ever been at the claiming level. And so I'm, I'm willing to give more excuses here when you talk about that, when you think about that. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Magic Mike Show. Thanks for joining Mike and I to preview the Late Pick 5 at Del Mar. Remember, this is for Sunday, November 27th, and we came super close to cashing the one that was for Thanksgiving's card. Uh, I was mad about it because I thought everything was structured right on my ticket, and then I saw it paid $104, and I thought, all right, well, I don't think I really missed out too much on it after all. <laughs> yeah, when it pays $104, bucks, you are not as angry. Yeah, not too bad. Hey, by the way, before we talk about Mark, I, I'm seven minutes late to this, but Mark Heft in the chat, good friend of the show, says he just hit a nice 14-7 exact at Churchill. They must have been dirt sprinting for 14-7. Seal Beach, the 14 horse. I, I don't. We've talked about Seal Beach. Seal a ton Beach. On this show. Yeah, Seal Beach, the 14 horse. Uh, this was an allowance. So broke, I think last race, Seal Beach broke uh, broke the maiden for the finally. Uh, oh, my then, gosh. Are you kidding me? And then this time I was able to get the win. Let me make sure. Oh, no. Okay, broke the maiden a while back. Yeah, but did, did, I thought I think Seal Beach might have won last race too. No, it didn't. Ran fourth. Anyway, yeah, that's Seal Beach, the fourteen horse, paid uh, eleven twenty on top. I think it was something like that. 
Man, yeah, Seal Beach. Uh, back in the summers, we yeah, he loved to run against a lot of these, uh, a lot of horses. You know, he, he competed against early in his career. Turned out to be a pretty good three year old. So uh, nice to see him finally to fourteen seven. Wow. Okay, congrats. The exacted. Wow, seventy to one. Yeah, pretty good exact when you have that seven horse in second too. Oh, uh, dinner's on Mark Hefton. All right, where are we going, Mark? Let us know in the chat. Uh, we'll give out our tickets one last time for the podcast listeners down below. I'll start, Mike. I'm going to go. I, by the way, I changed things up. I'm going to go one six, and then I'm going to go three four seven nine one three eleven. Double middle finger to defund it. I'm throwing his little coast down. Instead, we're going <laughs> one six in the Native Diver Stakes. The other Baffert gets it done, and I'm going to go one eight in the final race. That's a forty eight dollar ticket for fifty cents. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, and I thought I was going to get mocked here for, for liking Azul Coast. I'm glad we're, we're both on the Azul Coast train here. I think it sets up well. Uh, I'm going to play 50-cent ticket as well. I'm going to go 1-3 three with 3 with 1-3 with all with 1, 2, 7, 8, 11. That'll cost you 60 bucks for 50 cents. Uh, Mike, uh, uh, plenty of great racing that you know was on Thanksgiving and then through Saturday and Sunday as well over racingnews.com. You can check out all the previews for Aqueduct, Churchill, Downs, Santa Anita, uh, all the big races throughout the weekend. So make sure you subscribe to youtube.com slash racing dudes. Before we go, uh, Edelcar Perez uh, was been on the YouTube uh, comments too asking about the Falls City Stakes winner. Uh, boy, she looked fantastic and that played hard. Gate to Wire was an easy winner. She was supposed to win it. Uh, but, you know, looking forward for the Distaff division, if you're going to Oakland Park with her for the, the Apple Blossom and, and the prep races for that, you know, she's looking pretty good. Yeah, she's going to be one of the better older females next year. I mean, she, she's been impressive here the, the later stretch of this year, and that was a, just an exclamation point on her season. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch her moving forward next year. It's going to be interesting to see who comes back as well. I mean, it could be a really fun older Philly division, only Philly and Mayor division uh, next year in the, for the class or for the, the distaff. <laughs> uh, like I said, you make sure you check out racingnews.com. We'll have all the previews. Uh, by the way, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we got a Black Friday sale going on. 50% off subscriptions uh, Friday through Sunday. So uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, get on it quick because you're probably running out of time. But just go to racingnews.com and go to the handicapping products page. There's more information, but 50% off for all new subscriptions. So uh, if you want to renew one uh, and you're having issues with it, send us an email, contact at racingdudes.com, and uh, Aaron and I will help you out with that. But, Mike, as far as the rest of the weekend goes, aside from our boy Tis the Magician and the Native Diver, what are you most looking forward to, either racing or otherwise in uh, the world of sports? I, there's some pretty good stakes races going down. Um, I got to remember the races I previewed because I loved, uh, let me see, what was Saturday's race I previewed over at Delmar? That was a pretty good one. Seabiscuit. Uh, you got Santine yeah, coming back into town. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting race because you have Santine that's coming back. Um, the, you've got a ton of speed. So Master Fox sounds the two, four smooth like straight, and the five beyond brilliant. All going to want to go in that spot. I think it really sets up for a lot of different horses coming up. Uh, I, I like Hong Kong Harry quite a bit in that spot. Flavian Pratt, D'Amato, seven to two. But what about the other D'Amato? What about Lincoln Hawk, the six horse, sitting on the board at 20 to one? This horse is going to get forgotten about in the betting. This is the second time out from the Diamato barn. Was in the Baltus barn. Obviously, know what happened with him. This horse ran on January thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two. Wasn't seen again until November sixth. And they enter this horse in an eighty-k sprint down the hill at Santa Anita, and then wheel back into a graded stakes, going over a mile. Like this, that that just screams like this was the plan the whole time was to get the horse into this race. There's plenty of pace to chase. I, I think that the six um, has a a big shot here at a big price, Lincoln Hawk. Uh, 
always watch out for a horse like that underneath. I don't know as far as wind goes, but uh, I definitely, th you could see that horse get 30 of a second and it huge price. And you'd be like, how did I miss that? So don't know. That's race seven uh, at Del Mar. And the preview for that will be up probably within the next half hour. It's going to be one of the first things I do. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Magic Mike Show. Make sure you join Mike and I back here on Monday. As I mentioned, we'll be covering uh, all of the, or recapping everything that happened from this weekend. Lots of great stuff, including Richie Stryker. What happened to Richie Stryker? We'll talk about it on Monday. Until then, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Kelloward. He's at Summer Bomb 18, number one, number eight. And until then, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. Go to the Magician. We'll see you Monday. The Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show, tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show, you can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com.